If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post-workout snack, choose the farm-fresh taste of Eggland's best eggs. Only Eggland's best hens are fed their proprietary all-vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 6 times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Josh Widdicombe. Dosh Widdicombe. Oh. Rob Beckett. I Rob Beckett. Oh, absolutely like nailed the ending. I love Dosh Widdicombe. It sounds like if you did some sort of tax scandal, that would be the Daily Mail headline. <laughs> Dosh Widdicombe. Well, let's not rule it out at this stage of the year. Um, now, <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got to say this quickly. I've been doing walks with Tom Allen, right, because he lives around the corner and it's the only thing you had to do. And we walked past his shop, and because we're all in tier four and lockdown, he went and bought two bags of potatoes. And he seriously turned to me and went, you don't think people think I'm panic buying, do you? <laughs> <laughs> two bags of potatoes, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Josh. What was you going to say, Josh Whittacombe? It's my daughter, Evelyn. I made the recording in June when we were in the thick of the lockdown. She was two. She's three now. But I've just got around to sending it, which I said sums up the year a lot of us have had. I mean, this year, this last week feels like it's gone on for months. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like it. Because we're in London, aren't we? We're I'm, Me by the skin yeah. of my teeth. Yeah, but, I mean, um, you're, you're pushing that. Yeah, exactly. But even you know, yeah, but Kent's worse, isn't it? Kids keep the, the new strain. Well, Emily, yeah. Oh, sorry about <laughs> But yeah, so like we we are in basically proper full lockdown again, essentially, aren't we? In tier yes. four. We're in tier four, which wasn't a tier that existed last time we did this podcast. No, so I you know, at, at this point I'll take tear gas as the next one rather than <laughs> any more physical restrictions. So we said to each other before we started this, this is we don't want this to be like a depressing thing. Because it's not. You know, no, no. But it is, but it's, but <laughs> can, I just, can I just tell you what how my, since the last episode, what my week's been like with the kids, right? Hey, go on, man. First thing that happened was okay, that um, the two year old or three year old now, we've had the birthdays, the three year old woke up at 5 a.m. on the dot, bit out of character. Normally they get up about half six if they're lucky, seven, but when they do wake up half six, they play for a bit. 5 a.m. on the dot, right? And then I was waking up early as well, lorries. 
double-decker buses, all sorts going past our house. There's a burst water main on another road. Everything is diverted past my right. daughter's bedroom. Like I'm talking oh. National Expresses, like, like <laughs> lorries that have got like two trailers on and about 50 wheels, right? It's so... The worst thing is, Rob, yeah. if you haven't read the news, those lorries are going to be backed up because they can't <laughs> even get to France now. I know, they could. You're basically living on a lorry park. <laughs> So it's like, you know, like, it felt like I was living at a petrol station, a service station. Didn't you put out a little stall selling tea to try and clean up a yeah, bit, yeah. try and make some money out of it? Make a bit of money, just sell Yule keys, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so the 21st of December, it'll be fixed. So hopefully by the 21st, which is, we're recording this today. Today, today recorded, it's been yeah. a bit quieter. The road should be reopened, but I've had a full week of 5 a.m. wake up. <laughs> Because it's so loud, right? And you can't even, you can't change anything. You can't change the routine. The early, it's just literally, it's too loud. She's waking up, okay? Oh, mate. So, so that, that's, that's been going on. Um, the the, uh, the tier restrictions that have really impacted the trampoline build, which we'll talk about later. In- I think, do you know what? I think this saga has been building to such <laughs> that we should say we're going to be putting out a Christmas special, which is on Christmas Day. So, you know, when you're cooking your turkey for eight for your three people that are living in your house you can listen to our christmas special i feel like even though it will have been recorded before the trampoline saga it feels like we want the final update on the on christmas day not today yeah on my instagram and on the the podcast instagram i'll give you a trampoline update okay at the moment i'm all over the place i don't know what i'm doing i actually found out this is how it worked like so this is my week right this week has been we've been at the five air wake-ups okay um right so i've been doing Christmas parties for companies on Zoom, which is yeah, one of the most that. stressful things you can do. It's sort of, it's insane. So I've been doing those. As it's, well. I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's not the future of entertainment. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. <laughs> Sorry. I've, I've stuck my neck out there. I did one, Rob. So you're basically on a Zoom call with a load of other people. You've got 20 minutes. You simply can't do any of your normal material no. because you sound like you have just lost it. Yeah. You sound like you're finally having a breakdown. <laughs> and you can't do any physical stuff. You're sat at your desk riffing about, you know, whatever it is, organic veg boxes or that kind of big issues I deal with. <laughs> and so I did one and the guy on before me, poor bloke, 300 people on the Zoom call. One of them was watching Tipping Point, right? And all we could hear was tipping point coming through. You know when on a Zoom call, one person's much louder than everyone else? Yeah. And people are like, is that Ben Shepherd? Can I hear Ben Shepherd? <laughs> and every time this guy went to do a joke, like to the punchline, you just hear Ben Shepherd ask a question. And he couldn't identify who was watching Tipping Point. I, that's the thing. I think there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out with Zoom company parties. I don't think anyone attending the party loved it either. It's very much a make-do-with-what-you've-got vibe. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's well, like liquor on pie and mash. Gravy is better, but they couldn't afford gravy, so they made it out of parsley. And now, nostalgically, everyone loves it. But the reality is, no one really likes liquor or jelly deals. It's just what it was the only thing that existed for poor people. There you go. Someone's gone off brand. Rob's absolutely losing his core demographic uh, in a uh, Christmas related uh, breakdown. Uh, this I, I do like liquor okay i actually do prefer liquor to gravy i'm throwing that out there right but i'm just saying if gravy was available i don't think liquor would have been invented and certainly you're, you're not jelly and eels if you've got like a bag of crisps oh yeah no you just have a bag of crisps that's what i'm saying you're not jellying eels rob if it's if it's 
post World War Two. Oh, I had jelly. We, my, my mum still eats jelly deals. Oh, we had jelly deals at my of granddad's. Of course she funeral. does, Rob. Of course she does. Jelly deals at your granddad's funeral. I mean, how sad do you want someone to be in a day? <laughs> your granddad's dead, and now you're eating jelly deals. Are you the most authentically? I know you're not Cockney, but you are the most authentically Cockney person I've ever met, and I live in East London. Yeah, well, I think it's south. I'm very South East London, but South East London has pie mash just as much as. But my mum and dad moved all over the place. But yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think start. I think South East East. It's very. It's weird because it's only just a little bit over the river, but it's basically Dockers. Really, I'm from a load of Dockers in Bermondsey. So Bermondsey Dockers are basically the same as East London sort of Dockers and stuff. That's you know. Let's not get. Look, I want to tell you. Let's not get. I want to tell you. This isn't, this isn't. Who do you think you are? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about where I was when I found out about the Tier Four lockdown, all the shops shutting. Okay, right. I was on Brighton Seafront filming in full drag. Oh yeah, so um, career's going well then, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, it was a day off, right? No, <laughs> right. I've been me and Robesh for our TV show are in full yeah. drag. We just performed drag, okay? We are in tier two Brighton on the seafront. A gale is blowing, right? And as and I'm fully dressed up in drag at five p.m., someone goes, "Oh, tier four lockdown." My phone's about to explode, right? I've said that, and it works out that all the shops are shut at midnight. Lou's Christmas present is currently being held for me in a shop in Regent Street, but I'm due to pick up Sunday. At four o'clock after some more voiceover filming I'm doing in London. So the shop's shutting at seven o'clock. I'm 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 in Brighton in drag, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? Oh my god. This is right? like a great Christmas film. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. And then as that's happening, right? I'm going, oh my god, Christmas is ruined. I'm not gonna be able to get lose present another uh, present. What I, I'm not gonna get back to London in time. I'm in full drag. It's gonna take me ages to get out of this. I can't just get in a car in drag and go to Regent Street. And as as this is going on, a bloke walks past me with his wife and goes, Here, Beckett, you're going to be fucked trying to do your trampoline now. No one can come around your house and help. <laughs> that is amazing. That is unbelievable. And I, and I didn't even compute the trampoline situation because I didn't know the full rules. I just got told, No one's around, allowed around your house at Christmas. The shops are shut. Now I'm getting. I'm, I'm faced with a problem that could ruin Christmas for my wife, and then, and then I get heckled in the street by a stranger, and then, and then this is what happened, and he shouted at me that right, and I was like, so now he's reminding me that I'm going to ruin Christmas for my kids, and then the entire crew went to me, you, you can't do a trampoline on your own, and I was like, I know, everyone keeps telling me, <laughs> oh my god, I've never been so stressed in my life. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer Shipalooza. So you can start crossing items off your must-ship list, like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class, or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack and ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com slash guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. 
but yeah, that that's where I was when it all come through, and I felt a bit, wow. over, I felt a bit overwhelmed with it, Josh. I'm gonna be How honest. How does Thomas take it? Is he in? Is he? Because I know he lives in like Crawley. <laughs> so, he, he in like zone one or something? He's in zone two, Crawley. But he was so he went mental because he was supposed to be going to a hotel for Christmas, right? That got cancelled, obviously. So I was supposed to be going to Lapland, got cancelled. I was supposed to go into Centre Park for my birthday, now cancelled. He was supposed to be going to a hotel for Christmas. <laughs> and it got cancelled. Well, yeah, I think it's because it, it was he was trying to work out what to do. So he thought, well, let's just go to a hotel and stuff. And then his mum got the ump of him because he was going to a hotel without her. And then, oh my word. then he went. And then when it got cancelled, like a day, like a day before the new restrictions, he said, um, "Okay, well, we'll have to drive work something out because I think he's in a bubble with his mum because she lives alone or something, so she could come over yeah. and all that." And then now I don't think that's allowed because. I don't know what the rules are in tier two. And he just went, went, oh, fuck, I'm sick of it. And then he went, you can't do this to Asian families. And he just screamed at the top of his voice, Asian mums just don't understand. (laughs) You can't explain it to them. They don't care what Boris says because they're your mum. And that's all that matters. And it's so funny how stressed he was getting about his mum. I think he's fine. You can if someone's in your your support bubble. Uh, It's fine. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think it is fine, but I, I didn't ask any questions. Didn't want to get involved, but I think he was just frustrated. Oh, I'd have, I'd have absolutely loved to get involved and really twist the knife. Oh, no. um, anyway, so that's been my quite stressful week. But I've, I've gone for. I was very stressed this morning, Josh, because I want to say this because I think it's quite important. It is quite stressful. People are getting quite down and stuff like that. But I think you got to make the best of the situation. And you know, there's nothing you can really change. You can only just change the way you react to the news. And I was really stressed this morning. Went for a nice long walk fresh air and that really helps so if you are struggling and it's hard work just you know keep keep the faith go for nice walks listen to podcasts and try and distract yourself as much as you can because it is it is brutal and i think it's okay to accept that and uh, admit that it's brutal and tough on you but it's just uh trying to do anything you can that sort of uh improves your mood you know because it's, it's hard work exactly. it's hard exactly. work. And we'll get through it together guys. well rob i'll take you through my week on christmas day because we're going to do this christmas day special yes which we want to be uh positive yeah that's yes I think that's a good idea. There's nothing more positive than you finding out that I've had a worse week than you. Oh my god! What? Oh god! What time did they be waking up? Four? Was it a four a.m. wake up? A diversion? You had a diversion? I, well, I don't. I tell you on Christmas Day, okay. Rob, I'm, and you can enjoy I'm it. I'm excited. But today we've got a very exciting guest, haven't we, Rob? Yes, it's Andy. Andy Day from CBeebies, just known as Andy, though. When when you say we're interviewing Andy from CBeebies, yeah, no one's asking about the surname. Exactly. We, it was supposed to be last week, but we had technical problems, and so we were just waiting for a few people to come back and okay certain things. So that's why it was a bit late. Yeah. So um, we've got it now, though, and it's a great, it's a great interview. It's a lovely bloke, Andy. Great hair, great guy, and uh, <laughs> his hair is incredible, isn't it? His hair is incredible, which is really helpful on the podcast. <laughs> Here's Andy. Hello, Andy. How are you? Hey, Rob. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. You're the first guest we've had on the show that doesn't need a surname. You're like Madonna or Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call this episode Andy's Podcast Adventure. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. And you've got one daughter, is that right? Yeah, she's uh, she's two and a half. And is she into your stuff? Does she watch your shows? Uh, well, I I pretty much force her uh, to watch my stuff. <laughs> just, so, just so I don't have to watch Paw Patrol and Peter Rabbit constantly, 24 hours a day. So does she understand that? I suppose she doesn't understand that it's weird that you're on the TV. I don't know. I think I think she probably thinks every everyone's dad is on the TV. I don't know. I I I, I think she just sort of takes it um, for what it is. I think she sees me on TV. She knows it's me. Uh, yeah. but she, she knows I'm sort of dressing up. Like she says, 
like me and my other half will say, well, what does daddy do? She goes, daddy does dinosaurs. And, and then she'll say, mummy does uh, photography. And the reason she did that actually is because um, during lockdown, we, we filmed a, a, a program, Andy's um, dino toy box, not adventure this time, actually, Andy's dino toy box. And um, it was filmed in our, in our spare room. And so we'd put Ruby down at seven o'clock and uh, we'd film it till 11 and uh, but she saw all the setup so she saw the camera and stuff like that and so she was like oh oh what's this and she'd see like loads of dinosaurs on the table she goes dinosaurs and then, what's this and so oh, mummy does photography and daddy does dinosaurs i mean it does sound a bit dodgy when you say it like that actually <laughs> but i would say Andy, you do do dinosaurs really well if i ever wanted someone to do a dinosaur it would be you yeah. <laughs> what's it like working oh filming seven to 11 after you've done a day's parenting uh but you know what it was quite exciting at first because it's you know like all these things it's an it's a new thing but it, it became exciting and and then the excitement went after probably the first or second time <laughs> um, and and you know what the, the the hardest thing was, I think, our house is the noisiest house ever. And you know what it's like when you, you get your little one down and, and she's asleep or he or she is asleep. You think, well, I don't want to do anything to wake them. Yeah. And and it's the noise. The, the room we were filming in is the room below uh, Ruby's bedroom. So we would just tiptoe around for an hour setting up the cameras, setting up the shop. Uh, and, and it was quite painful. It was just like, don't, oh, you know, we'd, we'd be biting each other. I'd go, cat, cat, don't go downstairs. You don't, do you need to go downstairs? I've got to go to the toilet. Just hold it, you know. <laughs> so what's it like when you're out and about? Do you get loads of kids coming up to you all excited while the parents are all embarrassed, like trying to keep them calm? Rob, it's interesting, the assumption that parents are a lot calmer. Uh, <laughs> Let, let me tell you, mate, is that the, the parents are the ones that actually get more excited uh, often than the little ones. Sometimes they're like, who? I don't know who this person is because you've popped out the TV and they're used to seeing you in a box and they're not used to it. But it's the parents that go, look who it is. Look, look who it is. It's Andy. I would say, hi, yeah. And then the kids are either, this is how they react. They're either terrified or they're, or they're just really, really shy, really sweet. And so, uh, yeah, it's a funny one. Obviously, I, I go to parks more more these days, and I go to places where uh, kids are more these days. And so, you, you don't dress in the uh, in the, <laughs> the safari outfit, do you? No. <laughs> I, do, uh, I, <laughs> I do wear a massive shirt with my face in it, saying, "That's right, it is me." <laughs> uh, are you? Um, do you go to the pub and stuff in the evening? If I saw. Mr. Tumble, when I was on the piss, I think I would lose it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny one. I mean, I'm not a massive pub goer, to be honest. I don't really go to the pub that much. But we do go to the pub down our road. And to be honest, it's, I've lived around here long enough that, that the parents, it's quite a sort of parent-heavy area. And yeah. so a lot of them have sort of met me anyway. And people are quite lovely. They, they come over. That's, that's the lovely thing about being in kids' TV, especially being on CBeebies. I think it's a really lovely sort of popular channel. Um, is that we're sort of seen as like the third helper in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so people come over to you and just say, thank you. It's just always so lovely. <laughs> and, and thank you so much. You know, you get bought drinks or let me get that. And, uh, and, and, I, and I often go, no, no, honestly, okay. If I could have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are really lovely and, and they're quite respected as well. Usually if I've got, you know, I'm with my family and stuff, but I don't mind people coming over and saying hello. And Do you ever get kids and families come up to you at like an awkward moment? No, no, I don't. Oh, do you know what? No, I did actually. Yeah, I did. A, a, a good while back, um, I was doing this show at Whipsnade. It was a dinosaur show. 
and um and I was really ill I was really really ill but you know what it's like you can sort of doctor theater you can sort of just get on yeah. and do it and then just go and sit down and of course you're around kids you don't want to give kids anything you don't want to give parents anything you know what I mean it's if you've got the flu or some kind of virus and anyway um and I was it was put in this sort of open field and so you'd sit behind the stage and but you weren't really hidden like but parents could sort of like come round the side and still see you from a distance and um and often you know when I wasn't ill I, I'd go over and come and say hello but of course when you you do that everyone comes over so I was quite keen to just you know I've never got a problem coming to say hello and, and whatever, but I was quite keen to sit there and not give anything to anyone. You know what I mean? And, and just rest. Um, and uh, and this family, I mean, bless them, they had travelled quite some while. I didn't know that at the time. Uh, but they sort of come around the side and say, oh, come and get a picture, get a picture. So I went closer and I said, oh, I'm really sorry, guys, I, I'm, I'm not feeling that great. And, and I thought it was all okay and they sort of understood. And I just got a completely backlashed on on twitter but i guess you know for them they've traveled all that way they're seeing me perform and they're thinking why can't you just come over and have a photo whereas inside i'm dying that's that's the only time i I reckon far more than comics being a children's tv presenter you must have to feel like you have to be on when you're out do you know what i mean if anyone sees you you've got to kind of really turn it on i suppose yeah, there, there is an element of feeling like that. I'll, I'll be honest, Josh, I, I love my job and I understand that what comes with my job comes, uh, you know, little ones coming up to you and coming to say hello and, and I'm all for it. I, I've, I've no problem with it at all. Um, and, and I always go with the, I think at the beginning, I was always like, oh, I've got to be really smiley and really, you know, but, but I'm, I'm generally quite a sort of happy-go-lucky person anyway and, and so it was it's not much of an effort yeah um, I see myself as a performer and and so generally I'm you know not in a terrible mood most of the time and, did yeah. you always want to be a, a working kids tv yeah I did well I say always when I decided that I wanted to do it I was really really passionate about it like I, I wanted to be a performer funny I like when I was younger we, I went to this uh, a sort of drama club uh, step by step in Hornchurch. Funny enough, uh, Sarah Pascoe used to go. Oh, really? Oh, so you and Sarah are in the same drama group? What an alumni that is, eh? Yeah, we we, we were both at college together, uh, I mean, so a long, long, long time ago. And yeah, and I think we we um, sort of both had a f- one of our first jobs together as well at the Millennium Dome. We worked at the Dome. Oh, did you work at the Dome with Sarah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I got to the Dome, I sort of got a job as a, a performer at the Dome uh, and sort of doing character work and, and working in the audiences and entertaining. And I worked uh, going to do TIE, Theatre and Education in, in Italy. And uh, that was a lot with kids. And I, and I realised I loved working with kids. Um, and that it was sort of my kind of humour, really. That was my, <laughs> that's my mental ability. Um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed sort of that, element of it and, and I really wanted to get into kids TV from then on really and uh, and so me and my my good friend Mikey sort of put a showreel together and we were doing but we I mean it was quite sad actually we started this thing called M&A TV I mean we'd go we'd, <laughs> we'd actually go up to people in bars like you know back when we were 21 say you heard of M&A TV and they go no you will do Mikey laughing obviously we were just mucking around but yeah so I uh, said so yeah I did I wanted to get in kids tv specifically it wasn't that I wanted to get into 
family entertainment, anything like that. It was specifically kids. Have you always been good with kids in and did it like prepare you for being a dad? I, I get a lot of comments before I had Ruby as well, before we had Ruby saying, oh, I bet he's such, I bet he'll be such a great dad. And, and you sort of believe it. And then, and then when you have your kid, you have your kid, you think, yeah, I can handle this. No problem. I've been in front of a camera performing to children. <laughs> so when she comes along, it was a shock. Kat, Kat is, I've got to say, such an amazing mum that she sort of makes my job really easy, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, uh, Kat, what do we do here? Oh, just do that. I've, I've, and I go, oh, okay, yeah. And then you present yourself like you're the best dad in the world and say, well, I think that this is what you should do in front of people. And then they go, oh, that's, that's wise. And I think, yeah, I nicked that from Kat. <laughs> oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is your typical radio ad while eating a crunch bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. And you, you must have in the last couple of years gone from a long night dealing with a baby and a, or a toddler or whatever, and then you have to go to work and then there'll be kids at work. Well, this is the thing, Josh, there's not kids at work. That's the thing. You know, unless I'm doing a live show, there's kids. But of course, you're on stage for most of that. And then yeah. you're saying hello to them after for a very brief amount right, of yeah. time. Uh, and, and the thing is, you get used to it. The beauty about it is I've got nieces and, and I used to watch them watch children's TV and, and they're so engaged. Like yeah. with, with me, people either really know me or they really don't. Um, do, do you know what I mean? Because unless you're a yeah. parent or unless yeah, you've got siblings that are younger or, or nieces and nephews, and then you, you just won't know me. Three years ago, Andy, I wouldn't have been able to identify you at a crime scene. But now, <laughs> I'll be honest, you're in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say you're more famous with the parents than the kids then? Yeah, um, it, it's a funny one, but because I've been on there for 14 years as well, I, I guess some of the parents have sort of grown, like I had an 18-year-old come up to me um, uh, in, a, in a festival and went, oh, I used to watch you as a kid. And I was like, what? <laughs> How old are you? She said, 18. I was like, no, that can't be true. Because for me, it feels like yesterday, you know? You do forget it goes so quick. I was saying to Kat the other day, you just you remember things in seasons. I tend to anyway. Like for, for this year, I can't remember anything that I've done that's different. We started doing PE with Joe at the very beginning. We were like, yes, come on, we're gonna get really fit and do it. And it was quite nice to have the routine. Of course, week five, you sort of ah, oh, wait, is it is lockdown over yet? Or I think you've done well to get to week five there, Andy. Yeah, I thought I'm quite proud of There'll myself. Be a lot of people at home going, he's showing off here. He's he's massaged the numbers. <laughs> Do you worry when your daughter goes to school that that school is going to really lean on you to do loads of stuff for them? <laughs> like if I was running a school and Andy Day was in the parents' lineup, I, you'd be being pulled in for everything. <laughs> Summer fair, Christmas play, 
every charity event, you'd be there at the photo call. Are you worried about that? Well, it is quite funny because my little one just started to go to nursery. Mm. And um, one of the first things when the, 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 I suppose, the head teacher or the person who runs it sort of recognized uh, as to who I was and, and she she basically said well we do loads of fundraising would you be interested and I was like oh hang on no this is even before she got into the nursery I thought, <laughs> I, I thought well we're, we're definitely going to get into this nursery then to be fair it is a great nursery and, I, and I'd, I'd be happy to do something to sort of raise money this sounds like I'm saying it just to be yeah. nice I, I genuinely would it's like if I could do something it's great it's great nice to be in that situation where you, probably a little you know it could do a, a story read um you know for kids and and it would get a bit of attention and, and maybe raise a bit of cash which is a really simple thing for me to do yeah when you were growing up did you watch kids tv obviously you did but like who are the people that you related to now the way that kids relate to you like if you saw trevor and simon around <laughs> the bbc would you have the same reaction that people would have to you well i did actually i i, I did meet trevor and simon and I, and I did have that sort of reaction oh my word i do remember you as a kid and trevor and simon weren't weren't the ones that i watched uh, as much actually it was more sort of philip schofield and uh, but i used to love you know things like um the the programs round the twist and uh oh, I loved round the a, twist. there was a program called Green Claws. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about Green Claws. And so I used to watch these. I'd sit in the six weeks holidays. I'd, I'd watch like Inspector Gadget and He Man, and and I'd be. Yeah. But I don't remember preschool stuff because I, I don't think there was that. I don't much. think there really was. Like what CBeebies does now, it didn't feel like it existed when I was a kid. No. I mean, children's TV has changed beyond recognition. Oh, completely changed. Yeah. Do you ever get people out and about on the street that will just shout your name? But sometimes I just get blokes in vans just shouting Cockney Horse. <laughs> Cockney Horse, it's so degrading. Why, why Cockney Horse? It's not because you, you're famous, Robert. That was just a general point. They just saw you and thought you were a Cockney Horse. <laughs> that people do call me Dinosaur Andy. They go, oh, oh, it's Dinosaur Andy. Or sometimes sometimes just the Dinosaur Man because putting Andy in the title is not, not enough for them to remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> do people always ask you what Mr. Tumble's like? Yes, all the time. Yeah, I get that about Jimmy Carr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you? People are absolutely obsessed with what Jimmy Carr's like. And I think it, is it, it's the same with Justin. I guess it's because he's quite controversial. In his, in his, um, I don't know. Why would people ask about Jimmy Carr? Oh, I thought you meant Justin. I was going to say, oh, is no. he controversial? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not across the news. How, how, do you, how do you answer the question when, when it's asked? I go, Mum, did you just call me? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I walk out, I go... <laughs> no, um, I always ask the same. You know, I've known just for well, well since I first started. He's, he's always he's a lovely guy. He's passionate about what he does. He's very very funny. He's really interesting. I mean, his dad was uh, well, sort of was. Is Guy Fletcher, who's a very famous um, song writer. Actually, used to write for Cliff Richard and oh, wow. uh, and Elvis. He wrote for Elvis. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and his his sister's a, a, a news and weather reporter. Or used to be anyway. So he, he's he's sort of a, quite a successful family, and he's um you know he's got he's got his sort of passions about uh, like slapstick and sort of old silent movies and uh, which which probably comes out in his performance. I would say. Yeah, I think he's absolutely brilliant. I also think like you know people think that that kind of stuff is just. And I think you get this with comedy as well. I imagine you find this that people presume because what you're doing is like fun and larking around that you don't kind of think about it or have to kind of 
take it yeah. seriously? And do you have that? Like, is there lots of serious discussions going around the cameras about, well, I think we need to do it? Because that's how comedy is, and people probably don't imagine it is like that. Yeah, I guess there is a sort of a lot of work done before, certainly with the programs that you do, that you, you know, you want to put across something in the best way possible. And it's just, it's not just kind of going on, going, oh, look, you know, reading the <laughs> You know, there is some work to it. <laughs> it's true. You want it to look effortless. And, and when things look effortless, people think, oh, like, I could do that. Easy. They've, they've, they've made that look really easy. So it's, it's easy to do. And do you want to present TV or stuff outside of kids entertainment? There, there, there's sort of been um, offers of, of doing more sort of mainstream adult presenting for natural history programs. Adult, you just mean for grown-ups by adult, don't you? You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. And, and I'd definitely be up for, you know, I'm, I'm sort of one of those people that if it feels right at the time, then I, I'll definitely go for it. I, I've never as such had a plan. I mean, I suppose most of my energy these days is, 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 in, is with the band. We've put a lot of work and a lot of effort into um, getting out there as much as possible and, and writing music. I love to write music and I love performing with a live band. It's just, it's awesome. And, and to sort of do uh, songs as well that aren't just for kids, they're sort of for family, they're for everyone. It's a bit of a panto audience really. Um, and so, yeah, we've sort of been concentrating more on that, which is sort of aged up a bit. It's more for CBBC age. Uh, it's a bit sort of monkeys meets mighty boosh type of feel to it. So I'm sort of edging uh, but I, do you know what, guys? I, I love doing preschool TV. I really do. Yeah. And if I can keep working, doing the thing that I love, whatever that may be at whatever time, then I've always been thankful enough to be able to do it. 14 years as well. You, I mean, that is a, a very, that's a huge kind of vote of confidence for how good you are at it, I think. Well, there's a lot of longevity in, in preschool TV as well. And, and do you know what? I've got to say that the, the guys that make the the adventures program are just absolutely brilliant and so passionate about it. And it's such, it's such a great team. And with a two and a half year old at Christmas, how are you feeling about that? Are you, are you, are you going for it? Does she know what's happening? That's quite an age where it's kind of borderline, right? I'm, I'm really excited about it. We've literally, I mean, every night I'll, I'll do bedtime most nights. Um, and, uh, and every night that uh, Rue's, wants a made-up story so i'll give her three made-up stories three made-up stories come on andy i could barely be bothered to read one that someone else has written (laughs) (laughs) but rob you haven't heard the quality of these stories Uh, and and actually it's guided mostly by ruby who is obsessed at the moment with people falling over and her putting a plaster on someone's leg so every story that i tell and it's usually at the moment about father christmas and the elves and they need help and so ruby needs to go and uh, goes over to the north pole and takes over one of the reindeer's jobs and uh, and flies around the the well i've said that a few times that that's good she goes and 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 ruby and and father christmas falls over and and ruby um gives him a plaster and he feels better and I go, yeah. I go, yeah, yeah. And Father Christmas falls over, feels better, puts a plaster on there. And anyway, it gets to the ch- and and the reindeer falls over then. Wow, three made up stories. Are you aware of Julia Donaldson, Andy? It would change your life. <laughs> oh, mate, no, honestly, we we I've read so many Julia Donaldson. I absolutely love her books. Absolutely amazing. And and we we what it is, mate. I tell you what it is. It's more when it got into the sort of winter months and there's there's a method to my madness because i can't see the words on the book and we want her to go to sleep so we turn the lights out as much as possible and so i was getting fed up with trying to make up the story of the book um 
whereas actually she knew the story because I'd read it loads of times. Uh, it's very hard to um, to paraphrase Room on the Broom. Um, well, it's not, I say it's not it's not that hard. You can make it up because you roughly know this. You know the story, but it's never as good when you're making yeah. it up. It's much better reading it. And 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 the thing is, you can't see the words when it's dark. So I'm just that's where it started. I was I'm just going to start making up these stories. We do we do read to her quite a lot actually. Cat, my other half, she, she's a big advocate of 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 reading. And, and, and does she watch um, much kids TV, or do you have like do you have rules on how much TV she can watch and stuff like that? Yeah, we never, ever offer the TV on. We never say, oh, do you want to watch TV? Mainly, we'll try and get her to play. And then sometimes she'll play on her own. Sometimes she just wants to sit there and chill and watch TV. So we just, we're not too strict on it. She doesn't tend to want to watch loads, thankfully. Yeah. She watches Andy and the band quite a lot, actually, which is quite nice. Um, and she does watch it. We've got like these little dinosaur figurines and she does... And she does bring the dinosaurs out every now and then. She goes, watch Daddy Adventures. Oh, good. Which is lovely, which is so lovely to see. And some of these programs, sometimes I've never seen. And I go, oh, I was doing that. What I was, I was looking at that, was I? <laughs> and, and we often put on the Christmas shows as well, which she loves, like Hansel and Gretel. Uh, she, she loves that one. Do you, and what's on her? Because I think small children's Christmas lists are inherently bizarre. Have you got a Christmas list? that you've written of what she wants to Father Christmas? You know, she's, um, she's, she's written a list. Um, automatically, you want to say she's checking it twice. Yeah, it did feel like one of us needed to do it. Not, you know. um, so she's written a list and she wants uh, a puzzle, uh, a small elephant, and, uh, and I think quite, quite minimal things, actually. Quite oh, nice things. So, I'm a winner there, mate. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Why? What, what do your little ones want? Mine want a trampoline. This could be a nightmare building it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, your daughter don't want anything. She got everything she wanted when she cleaned you out of the dummy fairy. Yeah, she cleaned up on the dummies, mate. She's got a pension now. <laughs> um, Rob, you always like to ask uh, the same question at the end. We always like to ask the same question, part of Crosby's Law. What is the thing that your partner does that really irritates you, that you'd love them to stop doing, but you haven't mentioned it yet? This is your opportunity to get it off your chest. What are you saying, Andy? Hang on a minute, guys. I haven't even married this girl yet. She, there's, there's every chance you can still say no. <laughs> <laughs> if I come up with, um, what do I do? look? Kat has done a lot of research when it comes to it, uh, and I and I think I'm all for research. She's also like you know very spontaneous, and this is not just me going. Oh, she's great. You know, I don't want to get in trouble. It's she. She's she's brilliant. She's got very good sort of instincts. Sometimes though, you know. <laughs> When um, Ruby is doing something and I sort of go, no, Ruby, I was like that. She goes, oh, man, you can't, don't just say no. Explain to her why. And it makes me go, okay, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> well, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a moment of sort of just, just no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Come on, calm, because she's really calm. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm calm 90% of the time. But there's a 10%, a 10 where I'm going, no, you're not going to dictate what you're going to be doing uh, and what you want me to be doing. I'm going to tell you. Uh, but she goes, well, if you want it to be really understood and comprehended, then you need to say it a bit more like this. And and so it's a sort of double-edged sword because I know she's right. That's the thing. <laughs> I know she's right because I've done it on her advice and gone, oh yeah, that works. This is much better. She's just, you know, it's a communication thing. But it's just a little bit annoyed. Yeah, yeah to give her to give her due, she does sort of whisper it to me. But it's 
it's just that bit that I've sort of reacted and it's like when you're a kid and and your and, and your parent has gone don't do that or something like that and you've, you've sort of gone oh just let me just you know yeah yeah I think you was right not to get married Andy <laughs> <laughs> and this is the CBB's Christmas in Storyland show which is on iPlayer now all of your CBB's favourites magical Christmas adventure for all of the family to enjoy Thanks so much for coming on, Andy. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. That was Andy Day. Let's just call him Andy. That's who yeah. he is. Um, it confuses me when we say his surname. Andy. Exactly. Andy. Andy's that was Andy. Madonna. Andy. Romesh. These are all people you don't need the surname of. Uh, thanks to Andy. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, the uh, CBBC Christmas Extravaganza the name slightly escapes me, but we have said it. Right, let's, it's, it's, I've seen it. It's absolutely excellent. It's basically just CBeebies with more, you know, sleigh bells. Exactly. It's all the, all the best bits of CBeebies in one show. You can watch it on iPlayer. Thank you for listening. We will be back Christmas Day, a special episode you can listen to yeah. while you make your Christmas dinner exactly. or whatever you want. Because yes. if, if, if this has meant that you're locked down on your own, then... For 45 minutes, you can listen to us complaining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen to us on Christmas Day morning, and then you'll realise how nice it is that your house is nice and quiet without the shrieking children <laughs> wake you up at four exactly. in the um, Anyway, I'll speak to you. We'll speak to each other Christmas Day. See you then. Cheers. Bye. Bye.